0: Carrying on our series of walking with the invisible one. And because the reality is the life of Jesus, the death of Jesus, the resurrection of Jesus has brought us into what Romans 6 says, a new life. And it's a new life. The message translation translates... Romans 6.1 says, so it's like being brought into a new country. Amen. Like being brought into a new country with a new language. And being brought into a new culture, which has a different way of doing things, Amen. the way heaven does things. We've been brought into this wonderful new place. I want to read you some stuff from uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 2, because it's the Holy Spirit who enables us to live in the good of this new life that we have that's been won through us through the life and the death and the resurrection of Jesus. And uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 10 says, these are the things God has revealed to us by his spirit. We've been celebrating joyfully the empty tomb And the reality that the resurrected king is resurrecting us only because Holy Spirit has revealed it to us. And uh, Paul goes on to say, the spirit searches all things, even the deep things of God. He says, who knows a person's thoughts except their own spirit within them? In the same way, no one knows the thoughts of God except the spirit of God. And then he says, what we have received is not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, so that we may understand what God has freely given us. This is what we speak, not words taught by human wisdom, but in words taught by the spirit, explaining spiritual realities with spirit-taught words. The person without the Spirit does not accept the things that come from the Spirit of God, but considers them foolishness. For we know that you tell someone about your life and your story and they think you've gone mad. It's because only the Holy Spirit can reveal these things. And then it goes on and says, And cannot understand them because they are not discerned only, they are discerned only through the Spirit. The person with the Spirit makes judgments about all things, but such a person is not subject to merely human judgments. For who has known the mind of the Lord as to instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. Amen. 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 See, Holy Spirit is absolutely foundational and fundamental to our life in Christ. Holy Spirit enables us to understand and to grasp and to comprehend the spiritual riches that have freely been given in Jesus. That these realities of how we get in the kingdom is revealed spirit to spirit. Sometimes... Well, if you asked everybody's story, how did I become a believer? How did I get into the kingdom of God? We'd all have various different stories of how we got in. Maybe some of us were in a meeting and someone told us about Jesus. And we responded and said, I want to know Jesus. I want to know him. Some of us, um, Gary gave a year to read the Bible, has an encounter with God. As he's reading the Bible, it's a spirit-to-spirit thing. Without Holy Spirit, the resurrection, the, crucif- the crucified Christ looks like nonsense. It looks stupid and it looks foolish. But because of Holy Spirit, that thing that we first thought was ridiculous and foolish becomes this joyful explosion. Amen. He died for me. Yeah. Yes. I was in Christ when he when I was in Christ when he died, I've been resurrected to a new life. This now means Amen. everything to the believer Amen. because the Holy Spirit has revealed it spirit to spirit. See, you can't find out these things on your own. Amen. <laughs> Amen. You can't find out Amen. these things on your own. You can, You can look at nature... But only the Spirit can give a revelation that creation is because of a creator.
1: Mm, mm.
0: You you can read the Bible, but it only comes alive and becomes a saving word to you when the Holy Spirit gives you a revelation. Without Holy Spirit, everything about Jesus just feels foreign to our natural thinking. See, natural intelligence is a little bit like a memory on a phone. So my phone has got two hundred and fifty six gigabytes. That's a decent sized memory. So I can get a lot of photographs and videos and memos and notes on my phone. But it's still finite. It still is limited. It it reaches an end to itself. Now, we could say that natural intelligence could be defined as IQ, the things that we know, understand and comprehend. It could also be EQ, our emotional intelligence. Now, we can develop those things and grow those things. We can grow our intelligence. We can take courses. We can study. We can read books. We can develop our emotional intelligence. We can learn about ourselves and how we tick and what triggers us, and we can get to know and understand other people. But as much as we apply ourselves, we're still finite and limited. We're like that phone. It can have 256 gigabyte of stuff on it, but that's it. But if I connect that phone to the internet, If I connect that phone to the internet, suddenly I'm now connected to five billion contributions. Some good, some bad, some ugly. But there's five billion contributions. My phone can connect through Apple Music to 40 million songs. Suddenly this finite, limited phone can touch a whole deep realm of knowing. So as people, as human beings, we can have IQ, understand things, we can have EQ, emotional intelligence, but we can't have SQ, spiritual intelligence, or at least spiritual intelligence that touches into life-giving, hope-giving, joy-giving, peace-giving, life without Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. But when we connect to Holy Spirit, suddenly things that were mysteries, things that were not clear, suddenly we connect like a phone to the vast possibilities of the one who knows all the thoughts. The Spirit who knows the mind of God. Of course... It's not that in that moment we know everything that God knows. Because we know in Romans it talks about who... It says in Romans chapter 12, I think we looked at it when we did the whole uh, doxology series. We talked about, oh the depths of the riches of the wisdom and the knowledge of God. How unsearchable his judgments. In other words, God knows the deep things without having to even strain his mind. But through the Spirit, we can come, through the Spirit, we can connect to God.
1: Mm -hmm. Amen.
0: So what am I saying in this opening? I'm saying there's something about our life in Jesus that just requires us to slow down. And recognize as human beings we're limited and finite and we can't understand everything. But we have the Holy Spirit and we can slow down our spirituality and slow down for loving union with Him so that we can understand what has freely been given to us through Amen. Christ through the cross, through the resurrection, through the new life that we have in him. But it requires us to understand, I need spiritual intelligence. That it's not enough that I know certain things. I need to know what he thinks. And that intimacy and connection with Holy Spirit enables us to function out of the mind of Christ. In other words, increasingly and steadily viewing things and seeing things and thinking about things the way that Christ thinks and views and sees them. That we can connect through intimacy with Holy Spirit, recognising I don't know everything and I can't comprehend everything. Will you reveal things to me? The revelation and hearing the voice of God is not for special, special believers. Spirit to spirit is a birthright for every believer. Jesus said, my sheep, will know my voice. It's a birthright to hear the voice of God. It's a birthright to live slow down spirit to spirit and hear him speak about the riches and the benefits and what's included in our salvation package. It's a gift of God when Jesus said, I'm not going to leave you as orphans but I'm going to send another who's just like me and he'll lead you into all truth and he will remind you of what I have been telling you about, about who I am, about who you are, about your mission on earth and about the resources of heaven that will come to you through your relationship with Holy Spirit. And so Paul in these verses is saying... Salvation is only possible through a revelation of Holy Spirit bringing it alive. But I think we can also say that we're called as people to involve Holy Spirit in all of our questions in all of life. That somehow it involves a slowing down all of our processes to engage Holy Spirit in absolutely every. Aspect, every decision, every conversation, every complexity, every area of confusion, every area of decision, every area of life, to live in loving, slowed down union, union with a person who is real and not a force or not a, 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 a just a, an energy a person who wants to get to know us and wants Amen. invites us to get to know him. Amen. And so it's turning to God, not just in crisis, but turning to God in life. Amen. That's the invitation of the good news of, go- of, of, the, of the gospel. I want you to be with me. I've called you out to be with Amen. me. Amen. I've called you out to have a Amen. deep relationship with me. Amen. That's the invitation. The, he, he knows the deep things of God. In the same way, no one knows the thoughts of God except the Spirit of God. And we've re- and what we have received is not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit who is from God, so that we may understand what God has freely given to us. Amen. It's it's engaging with a person who's brilliant at absolutely everything. Like, there's nothing that he doesn't know. He knows everything completely, absolutely. And when it says we have the mind of Christ, it's not saying that when we come to Jesus, we know everything God knows. Because God's (laughs) infinite and eternal. If we knew a fraction of what God knows, it would blow our heads. <laughs> <coughs> he knows deep things, everything. He knows what's in every book, in every library, completely. He knows what's on every computer and every hard drive, completely. He knows every thought on, in every person's mind of 8 billion people. He knows them all, <coughs> absolutely. Right now, without even straining, what it means to be omniscient all-knowing. And so he's inviting us in these verses through an intimate trust and connection to, as it were, like a phone connects to the internet, to connect through relationship to the one who knows everything. Hallelujah. To come and say, Holy Spirit, I want to walk with you because you have limitless capacity. It's beginning to ask. Questions that only Holy Spirit has the answer to. Amen. So sometimes our default position is our finite, limited capacity. So our default position is our IQ, what Amen. I get, what I grasp, what Amen. I understand. Amen. Some of us are emotionally intelligent, it's what I feel, it's how I interpret, it's what Amen. I see. Amen. The Holy Spirit is saying, don't make your default IQ and EQ, make your default spiritual intelligence, make that your default in everything that you do, to connect to the one who knows it all, practices things you do that make you consciously aware of Holy Spirit throughout the day I'm sure many of you already do this, you're a doctor or you're a nurse or you're a teacher Asking Holy Spirit, what's going on there, Holy Spirit? What's going on, Holy Spirit? What do they need? You know deep things. Asking for wisdom and revelation for the patients that you look after. wisdom and revelation in the meetings that you're in as people talk about big numbers and finance? Is there another way? Things that just make you consciously aware of him. Little things that you do that just trigger you to think about Holy Spirit. Sometimes it can be in our posture, in our body. I do this sometimes if I'm in a supermarket. I just want to be aware of him. I just turn my palms outward and I walk. Try not to be too strange. I'm walking consciously. I'm walking consciously. I want to be aware of you here. My hands are out just as a physical expression. I want to draw on you here. I want to draw on you here? I just want to know what you think. I want to rush? I don't want to be in a hurry. What do you think? I want to draw on you because you know everything.
1: Yeah.
0: That's so good. So we we need revelation yeah. from Holy Spirit every single day of our lives. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we we get excited about the prophetic because we think the prophetic is going to tell us about our future. And that's great to get that prophetic word that says this is where we're going together, and this is what we're going to do, and this is my destiny. But we also need words from Holy Spirit absolutely every day of our lives.
1: Amen.
0: Maybe it's a big dream. You think that's a huge dream? Holy Spirit, break that thing down. What are we going to do today? What does it look like for me to walk with you? today? What does union, what does relationship, what does connection, what does relationship look like between us today, Holy Spirit? I want to know steps. A word from God motivates us in the moment. Sometimes we go to jobs and we think, oh God, this is less than meaningless.
1: <laughs> Tell
0: me something about what makes this meaningful. Mm-hmm. This mundane How can this be filled with meaning? Says so you know you place me in a certain place at a certain time doing certain things. How does this mean something right now? How do I see this? So we might be thinking, okay, spirit to spirit, I can hear his voice, it's my birthright, but what does that sound like and feel like? He sounds like you. Like, I don't know who said that to me, they said, I've missed his voice. Because I thought it was going to sound like, like a, this man in my head speaking to me. No, you're, he, he sounds like you, but he's clever. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: Wise.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, slowing down. It's crucial. We're busy, busy, busy. Making decisions, making decisions, making choices, speculating, fear-based prayer. Anxiety, 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 anxiety. Slowing down. Got to connect to you. And his thoughts sound like our thoughts. Sounds like us. Apparently, 15th century, a man called Simon the Barber, who cut the hair of John Luther, said, how do I pray? How do I know it's God? And John Luther, the reformer, said, if you suddenly feel that lots of good thoughts, hopeful thoughts, I guess, joyful thoughts, that's God. Hallelujah. Slow down and think about those thoughts. That's God speaking to you. Aye, yeah. And then John Luther said, can, I'd rather have one thought from the Holy Spirit than I would hours of my own speculation or listening to sermons. Just <laughs> one thought from you. Yes. Because yeah. you know things, the deep things. Hmm. So it sounds like us. Why? this is crazy because God lives inside the believer it's amazing you are God's address if you're a believer this morning it's where he lives yeah. imagine this the only time you could meet God was between 10.30 and quarter past 12 on a Sunday and that was it and that was it There's something special about when we're together, something unique about a whole group of people who love Jesus coming together. He lives inside of us. He wants to build relationship with us. That's why I love what Sean Boltz, the prophet, said that's why the audible voice is so rare. Because have you ever thought I would love God to speak to me audibly, you know, outside of my head? Ever had that thought? That would be a high level spiritual experience. Mm -hmm. And Jesus says, no, that's low level. God living in you is high level. Mm -hmm. Yet God spoke externally. We can hear that in the Old Testament. But now we are the temple of the Holy Spirit. We're where God lives. Mm -hmm. And we want God to be like in some kind of giving us orders. Booming from heaven. Go here. (laughs) Do this. And now he actually speaks inside of us. He speaks inside of us with, sometimes it's our thoughts that are just good thoughts. Sometimes he speaks and it's just our intuition. Think. Can't move on something. I don't know what it is. Can't, don't know what it is, but I can't move on that. I don't know what, I don't know. We sometimes call it, I don't have peace or whatever. It's that intuition. Sometimes it's impressions, good thoughts. Sometimes it can just be coincidences. This has happened, and then it happened again, and then it happened again. Is God speaking. Sometimes he's speaking just through the things that we absolutely love. Sometimes it's our good ideas. We think, oh, it's just my good idea. Well, what if it is Holy Spirit... Who knows everything planting seeds in your heart and then suddenly you think ah that good idea i had was spirit to spirit sometimes it can be we hear a testimony from another person and we think i'd like you to do that for me too it's god speaking Sometimes it can be the people around us. Sometimes it can be a song we hear on the radio. Can't tell you how many times God has arrested me while I watched a movie. And I've just thought you are I know you're saying something. And you go back and you meditate on that clip from a movie you think I'm, I'm getting something profound from God. It can be through listening to a preach, a podcast. It can be nighttime dreams. Multiple times God has spoken to me, wisdom and direction, through dreams at night time. Yeah. That's true. And multiple times it's been through the prophetic word that comes from someone else. But ultimately, the greatest source of absolutely hearing his voice on a daily basis is Bible
1: meditation.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's Bible meditation because you want to connect with the author. The one who wrote it. All scripture is God-breathed. How many times have... I've never actually read a book with the real author before. Have you ever been... You know, sometimes you get, I've got a friend who's written a book, and sometimes you meet people who've written books, you get to know the background, how they wrote it. But you get to get up, coffee with Jesus, with the author. Amen. Whenever you want. And so we sit spirit to spirit with the one who wrote the book, who inspired the people who wrote it. we can say as we're reading something in the Bible jumps out comes alive don't rush on Holy Spirit's speaking Holy Spirit's highlighting something God speaking having a spirit to spirit moment with God and so then you marinate in it jerk chicken <laughs> and make the sauce. Marinate it overnight. Let the meat soak it up. So every part of it's got the flavour deep down in that chicken. <laughs> Being cruel because I know you're hungry. <laughs> you're marinating it. You listen. What are you saying to me, Holy Spirit? Why has this verse come alive? What are you saying? You ponder it. You consider it. You look at it from every single angle. You cross-reference it with every other verse that you think says the same thing. You can find that says the same thing. You turn the word into a conversation with Holy Spirit. You keep what God has said in front of you. You mutter it under your breath. Sometimes I get a little loud in the street and with this muttering under my breath. Thinking it, pondering it, looking at it, reflecting on it. Turn it into a prayer. Turn it into a song. Turn it into something you ponder, think about, dig deep in. You marinate and soak in that word. Get every single thing out of it. You let that word begin to shape you. You let it shape you so it changes the way you see yourself. You see God. You see other people. You see your circumstances. You allow that word to shape so you begin to see and think how Christ sees and thinks about it. Romans talks about being transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you might know God's perfect, pleasing will. Happens through these moments of spirit to spirit. I'm encountering you. So let's do a couple of examples of, uh, of meditation.